Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a very special edition of the Bacon, Egg, and Cheese podcast. My name is Rasan, a.k.a. Mr. Gary. Um, before we get started, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we also are on Instagram and YouTube. Um, today, I have uh, some special guests here. So, guys, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Diamond Cash. Thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, podcaster, we can call it, I'm here. <laughs> uh, what's up, man? I am K.R. Jones uh, of the Off The Strength Podcast, uh, wellness professional, uh, and I'm just here to have a good conversation, man. So uh, I know you got some questions for me, so I'm ready. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right, so before we jump into the topics, uh, I just want to ask, how, how y'all doing? I am necessary. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> you know, all, all things considered, I am well, and uh, I, there's no complaints because ain't nobody trying to hear that, you know? See, see, I like to hear that stuff. I like to hear that. Simple, straight to the point. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So uh, with that being said, gentlemen, we are gathered here today uh, for a very great, you know, topic. As you guys and everybody should be aware this is Black History Month. Besides the fact that we, should, we shouldn't even have Black History Month, you know, Black history is all around. Um, you know, specifically in the next couple of weeks, there is a particular day that, you know, our women love, Valentine's Day. So I wanted to do something based on Black love. So I spoke to a few black women and I asked them some questions. What are some questions that you would like to ask black men in pertains to loving a black woman? So you fellas ready for the questions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I won't get canceled. <laughs> All right. First question. Why do men feel comfortable speaking sexually when they first meet a woman? But when it comes to having a regular conversation, they're not able to do it right away. I feel like there's a lot to unpack within that question. Uh, to start, I feel as though when, are we talking present day, I'm assuming? If we're talking present day. Absolutely present day. I think uh, a lot of people have been cooped up in their house, in their homes, and to get reinitiated into the dating scene is a task within itself is like the first problem. So like to be able to actually socialize and have a conversation with people, not just, you know, women in general, but people is already harder than it should be. Um, and on top of that, when men get a chance to lead or when they do lead with sex, I think that's just kind of what that mindset is. Like, I don't, I don't think they're being uh, forthcoming with, what it is that they want. So if that's what they telling you they want, then that's the kind of person it is. When it comes to the rest of the conversation, it's a two-way street. If if women aren't opening or asking questions that are thought-provoking and not open-ended questions, then I feel like that's kind of the response you're going to get. So, you know, when you're talking to somebody, it's almost like an interview. Like, you really have to dive. If I ask a stupid question, I'm going to get a stupid answer. You know, if I ask a real question, hopefully I can get a real answer. Okay. I well, for, I'm not no relationship guru. <laughs> I'm not no therapist or none of that. Just so you, everyone is aware, this is all just opinions. I'm not no Kevin Samuels or none of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it depends on the person. Some guys, when it comes to women, they spend, they were like, okay, I expect you to have something that I want because I'm spending all my money on you. I am invested into you on the first date, which is that's a social media thing that we see in a majority basis. Of course. So since it comes to one thing that if they're looking for a particular something, this is where it comes through women think of us as this. 
So how can we go about that, right? How can men go about that in a, you talking about in a non-sexual way, right? Yeah, because I think the, the general consensus that I got from the question that was asked for me is that a woman, women may feel like men are good for like three minute general conversations. And then after that, it's just about sex. And I feel like sometimes, you know, I tell these women a lot because these women are my friends. I'm like, you got to know who you're choosing. You got to know who you're talking to. Some of these men, they only here for one thing and one thing only. And if that's not what you're interested in, you just got to move along. And you're going to you're going to get a lot of these guys who probably are like that. They're going to be those. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I only want one thing. I only want sex. Oh, let's talk about let's talk about that ass and or talk about something else. Like, yo, that's what they're interested in. Yeah. And you can't be mad at a guy for that. You just have to look at yourself and go, yo, I, I got to move forward because this is not interest, it's like interesting at all. This is not what I'm here for. But I feel like some women get stuck and they just like, oh, all dudes do this. No, it's just the dudes that you choosing right now. And that's how life is. You're going to get a few. You're going to go through a few bad apples before you get a good one. It's just going to happen. That's a natural thing. I think the biggest problem is. For some women, some women just like, if they keep getting the same thing over and over again, they think that's how life is. Like, you keep getting this kind of thing. No, you got to try to do a something different. You got to try a different approach. I mean, I think it comes down to a variety of different things, too, as well. Uh, first being, you attract the vibes that you put out, right? So if you're putting out that type of energy, then that's more than likely what you're going to receive. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, there's always been the the red flag conversation. Like there's certain signs that you got to see that's going to lead up to that moment. Like if you are going out on a date with a gentleman, like then you got to understand, well, did he pick the spot? Like what was the communication like before we got to this point? Was it just text? Did we talk on the phone? Did we meet in person before this date came? And that can set the expectations of what that conversation is going to be. You know, because now we get here, it's like, all right, now everything that I learned about you beforehand, I can use to talk now. But if it's, yo, let's go out on Wednesday. Cool. Here's the spot. Bet Wednesday comes. Y'all didn't have no communication before Wednesday. So when you're there, it's almost like, well, what else do you expect this person to revert to if y'all didn't have any preliminary conversation? And on top of that, you know, uh, to to have a conversation with somebody in general is a art. Like y'all have to rally. You have to go back and forth. Like people have to have context. You got to be a listener. You got to be attentive. Like it, it's not just as simple as most people think. I agree with you. Yes, <laughs> I definitely agree with you. And communication is definitely, especially with me, communication is key. But some woman sometimes don't think that way because they think the man is supposed to initiate. initiate the conversation. Yeah. So some women also, it's the way how their choosing habits are. And then that goes to the, you're picking the bad guy. Mm -hmm. And oh, then as soon as the guy gets into, I'm not going to get into all that. Now you want the good guy. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, he's, he's, you want the crumbs now and everything he, to be the hero. And that's why I think, I, I think it comes to, you could say double standard in, in, in a way is because when you say, when, when women say all men just want one thing, let's talk about, then we got to talk about how we got to hold them accountable also about okay, you want a guy with money. Let's go to high value man, right? They say, hey, I want a high value man because they think that just because a guy is a millionaire or have all this money on in place, that's a high value man. That is absolutely not true. No. So when it goes to double standards, I think it, it comes to pick and choose of who they really want. And that goes to conversations, thought provoking of 
that's why I agree with you when you start provoking conversations. So when you take each other on a first date, that's when getting to know each other phase come into place. Oh, I definitely think so. I think that knowing that like with the first date, you have to be able to engage. That's why I kind of tell people like when you're on these first dates, I do not ever suggest anything that's just sitting down. Like dinner is not the greatest thing, especially if you guys haven't had a conversation previously. Do something active. Go to a place that has arcade games or something like a Dave and Buster's or a barcade in the city. Like you got to do something that's a little bit more interaction. So like you can move around and have fun because guess what? Those conversations can happen like easily. It's not like, oh, well, what's your favorite color? Oh, it's black. Oh, okay. Mine's too. And, and that's one of those like open-ended conversations, yeah. right? And to your point, I definitely agree. The The first date location makes a lot of sense. Like back when I was dating, I'm obviously in a relationship now, but like I used to take girls to, uh, there's a mini golfing spot in Brooklyn. Oh, I know right? exactly the one. So like, in Red Hook? Yeah. So <laughs> mini golfing was one of those things where now I can, I can see how competitive you are. I can see if you have skills or not like to actually play a sport but it's also a confined location where we have to move and we have to converse because it's just you and i there like we're not sitting exactly. and i get to analyze a lot more about you as a person i think the the other side of that coin is now that the times have shifted and the world as we knew it is no longer the same women are wanting to date and be out here and be with men but women don't have no game and I will go on record to say this, that because of the way that it typically has been, like you stated before, like most women are used to men initiating conversations and kind of keeping things going and managing expectations. But when the coin flips and women become the aggressor, uh, a lot of women just don't have the tools to engage a man, you know, in a stimulating conversation. Or the or, patience. Or the patience. You know, so that's the other side of it, too, where it can't always be on the man. Like sometimes women need to understand, like, all right, well, let me try this. Let me see what this is like. And and maybe I can get a different result. I think I, that different result thing is a big is <laughs> a big, big thing. Yo, for real, be, because like me being in, in a relationship that I'm in now. Right. There are a lot of women that come up to me and it's almost like they. You can tell when somebody wants to talk to you. Like it's just a different energy, and they they kind of plant little seeds and, and want you to engage. And it's like, well, I'm gonna just play coy and, and see where you take this and follow your lead. And most times, it leads to nowhere, you know. And that's just the reality. And that goes back to what it goes to what back to what I was saying. They want the man to lead the conversation. Instead of, okay, let me see what this person is all about. Let me see uh, what he has in tape to invest in me. But I would say this. Let's take money out the table. What about a walk in the park or something? What about, like, just going somewhere where you're just conversate like, like a just music, sitting like down a museum or something, something. Like, like a museum a, exactly. you're looking at like pictures you're looking at paintings the paintings definitely give you a lot of symbolisms you can you can ask somebody okay what do you see in this and then you can learn somebody's personality looking at a painting if they're just looking at it just from one view then you kind of know what you're getting in hindsight. But if somebody can give you a, a specific detail about the painting, you can open up a lot of like boxes and be able to see like where somebody's point of view is and then have even more a better conversation. You could make a conversation just out of one painting. And I think that one of the bigger problems is that people aren't willing to do that. I think sometimes it's just like it's not just women. It's men too. Men are just like, okay, let's just have a little like They'll start the conversation and then the person will end it. And then they don't have a follow-up question. Like, and that's a lot of things. There's not enough dialogue that happens with us a lot, especially when it comes to dating. I feel like it's just open. Like you said, it's open and closed. It's, yep. and 
even if something is an open, like, like we were saying, what's your favorite color? Black. Now, I could go from there and say, well, why do you like black so much? Oh, it's something I wear all the time. Why do you, don't you think, uh, would you ever think about wearing something else different? Would you try some, another color? Different things like that. You can, you can open a lot of conversations from there, but some people just, not some, it's a lot of people. A lot of people are in this box where it's just like, one question is asked, you answer the question. Oh, okay. That's it. And that's a big, that's a big problem. Um, and something else, uh, I totally forgot it. I totally forgot it, but it's just, it's, it's really sad because, you know, we're, we're adults. It's 2022 at this point, you kind of, you have, the world is like your oyster. You can talk about so much, you can do so much, but I think people are just at this rear end and that's it. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I mean, to to harken back to the the second part of the question, like that sex part, mm -hmm. I think for men in general, and something that always I live by was I'm not bringing it up until she brings it up, right? Until there is a, a indicator, like uh, oftentimes I wouldn't even touch women until they broke the touch barrier, right? Like I'm I'm not going like I'll, I'll give you a hug or whatever, like when we're greeting and be cordial, but like. I'm not touching you until you touch me because women will show you how they want to be treated. Right. And, and they will give you signs if you pay attention to it. And I think a lot of times on both sides, signs are ignored. And that's where the miscommunication takes place. Right. So until somebody initiates that sexual conversation, I'm personally just not going to bring it up until the time is right, because there's a time and place for everything. Absolutely. And sometimes you can bring something up and completely ruin the mood, completely ruin the vibe because you didn't read those signs of communication ahead of time. You know? Yeah. But there's a lot of men that do bring up that conversation. I don't know why for them. It's just like the mo it's like they're waiting for that that Pandora's that box moment, they, yeah. that they moment. Woke, like I look 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 look. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was at the intersection. Oh, sex! You talk mentioned sex. What? <laughs> like they they looking for these words, and it's like, come on, bro. Like, I do think that we got to keep these men accountable because it is something that they're doing. I was like, listen, you could get what you want. You got to just play the game correctly. I'm not going even front and act like it's not true. Men have they game is just as terrible as women because they just their quick thing is sex. Like you have a conversation because even though you may want this, you may not realize in the long run that she may be able to provide you with something a little bit more than you was expecting. I it's happened to me multiple times where I'm thinking, you know, she good. She you know, she she pretty. <laughs> I mean, but them cheeks though, them cheeks is nice, them cheeks is nice. But then when you have a conversation with somebody, you're like, oh shit, yo, we and you have like common ideologies and that shit is nice. So then when you have, when you have those conversations, it's dope as hell. And after you think about it, it's like, do I really still want, just want the cheeks? Now, maybe after a long one, you might be like, yeah, yeah, I still do. That's, and, and that's fine. But you may be able to open your mind and be like, you know, I could kind of see something serious happening in the long run. That well, that goes to what the per what what two people want. Yeah, of course. Well, the man, I just want one. Th well, just one thing consistently, while a woman wants marriage. Yeah. And going back to the accountability, I, I would like to say this: men, some men. <laughs> Can we stop catcalling woman in the street? Please. For sure. Yeah. A thousand percent. Um, if you are watching this, just, just stop. Hey, yo, what's up, ma? What's going on? If you see a beautiful woman, approach her respectfully. Approach her. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. So I told. <laughs> so I was telling my girlfriend this, and she got mad. I was like, "Let me tell you something. I'm not going to lie to you. I hit you with the same line that I've hit a lot of women up with all the time. One because it's accurate. <laughs> it's really. It works well. It works so well. So now you got to say the line because we got here. So uh, yeah. So now what it is. So this is a DM thing because that's how it happens. So it's a DM. Hey. 
Um, I just want you to know, I didn't want to take up your time. I just want to let you know that I think you're really beautiful and I would love to get to know you better. That's simple, straight, <laughs> efficient, effective. But but I realized nasty most DM right there. Huh? <laughs> right? You feel what I'm saying? That's like, nasty but DM. that at, at least that's not like, hey, yo, it's what's a smooth, up, it's how a you smooth, doing? It's smooth, it's a smooth yeah, line. But it's like some dudes is like, like I got a friend who's just like, yo, you're yo, you fine as fuck. Yo, yo, let me get your number. I don't give a fuck if you got a man. Let me get your number. Like, yo, some of this shit I be listening to when when they when um my friends be telling me, I just be laughing. I be like, yo, this is comical because you not gonna. I was like, some people are gonna fall fall for that because they a little bit foolish. But real, especially essential black women, they not gonna take that shit. You gotta come correct, and you gotta know what you're doing, and. I don't think a lot of these black men nowadays realize that they just think, oh, you could do what these rappers do. You could do what this this guy does. You could do what that guy does. That's just not how this shit is ran. Like, it's never going to work out that way. You got to know how to talk to these women. And I think that's the thing. Um, Like going back to the question, I think the thing is that these men are just not able to hold their ground and just be able to speak. She's not an item, bro. Like she's she's a woman. She's an intelligent woman that wants to have these conversations with you. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna just go at it one way. No, you have to learn how to do things in angles. I I feel like the experience that I've had with women in general has taught me that I had to learn how to come at things with a different angle. If I came at things with the same angle, shit's not gonna work out nine times out of ten. But if I did things from a different angle, it will work out for me in the long run. And I learned that and it worked well for me now. I ain't gonna lie. No, I, I agree completely. And I, I think um, back when I was in the streets, you know, I gotta I got recall that time long Who ago. The streets? You know, uh, <laughs> the, some of the best things that I learned along the way was that when talking to women, I would never say anything or comment on their physical appearance. Right. So like I would never compliment them in that regard, not to say like that's a bad thing, but like any conversation we have had to be thought provoking. Right. So like if I'm looking at, you know, uh, something that they have on or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, there's, there's a lot of different things you can pick up on. But it would be like, oh, you got this jacket on. Oh, I see that's a such and such. Like, you know, I, I follow that brand too. How, when did you get introduced to it? You know, something that would start a conversation that would be a lot more impactful than just being like, yo, them jeans, they fitting nice. Like, well, you know, because then one of my favorite lines, but, girl, uh, you, you yeah. think, girl, you think it is some cold peanut butter. God damn. But <laughs> what it does is it forces the woman to then comment on your appearance, right? Of course. Maybe she doesn't want to. Maybe she's not ready to, you know, expose herself in that way. So when you ask other questions and dive into things that are deeper than the surface, it opens up way more than the surface. And also what we haven't talked about is women know if they're going to sleep with you within that first, I'm going to say, minute of an interaction that y'all have, right? Maybe less than. You can look and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. And now it's like, as a man, only you fuck that up. Like, you talk your way out of this shit because she was with it. She was with the vibe. She was going to do all the nasty shit that you wanted. But you talked yourself out of that shit by saying some dumb shit, by ruining the vibe, by bringing up sex too early. Like, it's it's a lot of different factors that go into it. Absolutely. All right. So this question um, I like because... You got to be real creative with this one. Um, a young lady asks, if there's one thing you could do for your woman on a weekly basis, non-sexual, to show how much you value her, what would it be and why? Mm. That's easy. Mm. You know what? And, and it's going to sound crazy. Just prepare one meal. One meal a week, right? It could be lunch. It could be dinner. It could be breakfast. But there, there's so much intimacy and in cooking for someone that kind of gets swept under the table in the, the, the year of DoorDash and Uber Eats oh, and getting food delivered to you. To take time out to cook for somebody, 
is one of the most intimate things you could do for someone, right? So if I can do that and like, you know, if I know my lady got like a crazy day the next day, yo, I made this lunch for you for you tomorrow so that you don't have to buy lunch. Oh, I got dinner ready so that you ain't have to cook tonight. Yo, I made you breakfast because I stayed tonight. We did all that nasty shit, but I wanted you to eat before you went to work, right? Like something as simple as just cooking is and do the dishes afterwards. Don't don't yeah. don't cook and leave a mess because then you just add into the problem, right? <laughs> so cook, clean up after yourself, right, and then proceed with whatever you was doing. But I think something that simple can can make a, a world of a difference. I would say her love language consistently. That's what I would do. Okay. I would also take her out. I want to make her feel like she is important and she is the investment of my life. I want to make her feel like you are the one for me consistently. That's what I would do. Now, you just said love languages. You might expanding that. upon that a little bit because I feel like it's a lot of brothers out there that know about it but aren't in the know of what they are exactly and what it means. Well, it all depends on what is her love language. Like, there's five. Then that's the weird <laughs> pick. So there's five. Yeah. So there's words of affirmation. Yes. There's uh, touch. There is... Uh, Gifts. Uh, there's. Whew, what are the other two that I keep forgetting? Um, words of affirmation. I believe there's physical touch. touch. Uh, acts of service. I believe acts of service gift. is one. Is that gifts or is that acts of service is gifts? Technically speaking, right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two I want to say. Uh, yeah, Eden is bringing it up because he is masterful. <laughs> yes, thank you. Looking bad thank right you. now. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so it's so. it's words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, quality QT, time. <laughs> yes. and physical touch. And quality time is big on a woman. Yes, you could work eighty hours a week, but that quality time better be important. To her. Well, I think, so <laughs> with the five love languages, and I'm going to be honest, That's, everybody's so different in the world that we live in. But that, but when it comes to that weekly thing, those love languages are the best thing to look at in hindsight. Because that's your best friend. That is your best friend. If you- Hopefully. Hopefully. A lot of people are in relationships without their best friend. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying, I'm saying the love language is knowing, oh, you, knowing your, yeah, knowing oh, your yeah. partner's best, knowing your partner's love language is your best friend. Because guess what? You have a, a step up from a lot of people because you know your partner. So if you know your partner, you do certain things that work well. If you know your partner loves music and you know she, she loves a different kind of genre. That's what you focus on. You look for certain things that she may like during that week. Oh, I found this new artist for you. Oh, I found this song for you. Oh, look at this throwback that you may have liked. Little things like that. Little detail is very important in relationships because that helps grow your relationship long term. I think a lot of people have that problem is keeping those little details. Like, example, my girlfriend loves like different artists, different rock artists. She loves Nirvana. She likes Pink Floyd. She likes stuff like that. So I would do something on a weekly basis is look at songs or I like look at a t-shirt she might like or something like that. She might like a plaque. She loves Kid Cudi. So I bought a painting of Kid Cudi and that's a little detail, but it helps because it's not only that, you know, you care, but you're listening to things that she's saying. You're watching everything that she's doing. These are things that people have a problem of doing. You don't watch your partner. You don't pay attention to your partner. You don't read the signs. And I think that's a lot of men's problem nowadays. And they really need to, you know, step their game up. Because those little things will just help you in the long run. It's just going to make her feel like you care. And you, you, 
are committed to this relationship. That shows commitment whether people know it or not. Those little, little details. I agree. I, and, and I little and it goes back to what you said. Simple things. Simple things do matter. For sure. And we have to come to a place as like those small things can turn into something big to the point where now she can get to a point where you, you and her can get to a point where now, all right, now let's get to the next step of partnership. So. Yeah. I mean, love languages for sure are, like you said, very impactful tool to just have in your wheelhouse. I forgot what comedian it was. I want to say it was like Chris Rock. And he was talking about quality time. He was like, man, uh, uh, a, a million Tuesdays ain't worth three Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? Like three Saturday nights with your lady is not the same as a million Tuesdays mm-hmm. with her, right? Like, because she want to go out on Saturday night. She don't want to go out on Tuesdays, right? Of course. So like to that point of knowing what her love language is. And one of the problems that I came into with my relationship was I was uh, treating my woman or my lady rather with my love languages and not hers right so like i like quality time and um what what's my second one i said quality time and acts of service right but her first love language is words of affirmation and because i don't need that as a person or just as the forefront of my love language i often wouldn't say things a lot and she needed to hear that kind of thing and having to check myself when I realized that switch was off, like, oh, damn, she probably needs to hear this reaffirmation real quick. So let me say this. Let me make sure I say this and continue to do that because I was falling victim to just loving out of my love language as opposed to leading with hers first. I think we all have that problem. I think it's not just men that have that problem. I think us like as people, when we have Um, our significant others, that's one of the biggest problems. I think we all just focus on ourselves, what we would like for our partner instead of what would our partner like in general. I think that's one of the biggest problems that people have in relationships that they really have to look. Like for me, my girlfriend likes words of affirmation. Now, sometimes I get annoyed at doing it. And I think people get annoyed sometimes when you're doing a person's love language, but you know you're doing it for the right cause. And you know it benefits them in the long run because those are things that it's not just for the relationship. It helps them as a person to grow. It makes them feel better about themselves. It's not just about, oh, I have someone that loves me, but I have somebody that believes in everything that I believe in and they can do great things from there. Those little Things can help anybody, anybody at any time. You never know. And this is not just relationships. This is friendships in general. You, it's not just about having a partner and learning their love language. You have friends and you, without you consciously knowing, you learn their love language about your friends. And you know those certain things can help them as well because it, it'll help them become a better person. Or like they may be one of those people that feels single forever. They feel lonely. They feel like this. Those things as a friend, you can help them in the forefront and realize, you know, things are going to get better. You just got to keep going. People just think it's just about relationships. It's not just about relationships. It's about friendships. It's about those people that you have around you. And this can not just go for Friends, this goes for family members, this goes for siblings, things like that. Like you learn these things about these people and you can help them as much as they can help you. Mm-hmm. Because whether you realize it subconsciously or not, those people are studying what you like too. So that they know at the end of the day, if you are ever in a rut, if you ever feel sad, if you ever feel disappointed about something, they know the things about you. So they're going to make sure that you're not in that rut. They're going to make sure that they got your best interest. And people sometimes don't realize that. I feel like some people are just like, they just leave you with the short end of the stick and they don't realize how much impact they really have in your life. I think my friends especially have realized that how much of an impact they have in minds as much as I have in theirs. I know that, like, I have a friend who is sad, right? I know she likes friends. She does not live here. What do I do? 
I am just a Funko Pop doll of somebody from Friends. Little things like that, you could really cheer somebody up and take them out of a right because they know that at least somebody somewhere has my best interest. It, it happens all the time. And when it comes to relationships, especially though, you got to know this. This is nothing. You can't be, you can't be acting like, uh, 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 I, I, I don't know. No, you know, bro. This is a, somebody that you've been around for a while. And when you learn these things, it should come as a natural instinct. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't have to be looking for it. You should naturally know this is who your partner is. This is what your partner likes. Work on that. Some people have a problem with just doing that. They're just like, well, why do I have to do it? So then my answer is, do you really want this relationship? I think another uh, important thing to note is that people change and people evolve too. So just because I started one way, like maybe acts of service was my top love language, but maybe it shifted into quality time after something like the pandemic, right? Yeah, of course. So, so being able to recognize that and continue to grow as an individual and with your partner is, is a key component as well. Next question. Well, actually, that was actually going to lead to my, my uh, question, the next question. And it's actually my final question. Okay. How can we, as black men, show more love and appreciation to our black women? And this is not just women that are in relationships. These are our mothers. These are our sisters. These are our family members. These are black women in general, because I know from experience that I feel like a lot of black women just don't feel loved by black men. They feel like, you know, there's certain black men that learn this. They have this certain way about them that think, you know, light skin and, you know, you got to be you got to be a lighter skin. You can't be a dark skin, you know, and red bone is the thing. And I feel like there's a lot of women that just feel hurt by that, especially a lot of black women um, that feel hurt by that. Um and it goes from, you know, me and you was talking about in the car, uh, you know, the history of how things are when black men in these music videos, how they talk about black women and then how black women are treated. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time. And Malcolm X stated it. The black woman is, you know, the bottom of the totem pole. And we really and that's, it's a shame because in reality, the black woman is, you know, the end all be all they are they should be considered the top prize because the sacrifices that black women have done for black men since day one it's it's something you can't you can't just look at and just brush it off you have to fully appreciate that you have to fully embrace that and it's a it's a shame that we have to have this conversation but it's a definitely needed conversation well, let's start with, to answer your question, let's start with saying, I love black women. And we got to ignore the ones that say men ain't nothing. All men ain't nothing. And then just bat. I'm talking about the ones that just bash men completely instead of entertaining it. I also I, I call that the bitter baby mama. <laughs> I, I, I call it that. It's it's the truth because, and people get mad about it. It's like why do you call it the bitter baby mama? Because they are upset. But I'm not saying they're wrong for being upset. I'm just saying you are kind of bitter about it, and you because the term all and this is what I I say say to my girlfriend. I say to my friends, my female friends all the time. The term all, you're stretching out that. So when you say all niggas ain't shit, I'm a nigga. I have friends that are niggas. So, so what you trying to say? So then, so then the response is, oh, no, no, not you. I was like, you said all. You have to know that you have to learn how to use some terminology. The term some and all will fix a lot of conversations. If you say some niggas and shit, I put my hands up. I'm like, well, I can't lie. You, you got a point there. And then I could go into another topic. But when you say all niggas and shit, I was like, hold on now. Take a break. I need you to come back to this and think about the terminology that you're saying. Because I'm your friend. So you trying to say I ain't shit? 
No, 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 not you. Not you. No, it's it's term terminology is very, very important. I think uh, to take it back before we even get into, as you said, a bit of baby mamas and, and things of that nature or the women bashing. I think what hasn't been said that needs to be understood is that as a black man who loves black women as well, you have to respect black women, even if you aren't attracted to them. Because I feel like there was a level of respect that like, if she looks good, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to have my manners. I'm going to be nice to her. But if it's a woman that you aren't attracted to, it's almost like you kind of push her to the side. Like, yeah, nah, we ain't, we ain't checking for her true, over here. True. You know, and I think that has to be said first because when you say I love black women, I have to love all black women, right? In, in all shapes, sizes, looks, you know, personality types and and start there. Like that has to be the foundation. Then when you get into you know, uh, women who've had trouble with black men in the past, like I can't villainize you for your experience, right? Like that's, that's what you had. That's your surroundings. That's, that's what took place. I'm not like that. You know what I mean? Like we all aren't uh, a monolith. We all aren't the same. You know, you, you can't treat us all the same, the same way I can't treat every black woman the same because everyone is different. Everyone has their own experience. But I do think uh, a lot of times for black men, they, they just fall victim to only respecting women that they're attracted to and not necessarily the ones that they aren't attracted to. And that respect level has to be across the board for everybody, right? Um, on top of that, I would say one of the best tools I learned was you can't sleep with everybody, right? Because a lot of times men see an attractive woman and they just automatically want to sleep with her. And what end up happening is it ruins a network, right? It ruins a, a, a connection, like, I, I used to say, uh, friends don't let friends fuck friends, right? Because you're going to ruin some friendship. That's my favorite line. Right? At the end of the day, all the time, it's bro. like, yo, that's your homegirl? Yeah, no, nah, don't. Don't you know. do that. Don't, don't, don't look that way. Don't talk that way. If you only meet her by convenience, that's cool. I don't know about it. Technically, it does not fall back on me, even though technically, somehow, some way, it will. But in those retrospects, this ain't my problem. Y'all met when I wasn't around, so this ain't my issue. But if I see you in person, uh, you go you know, uh, look the other way. Go find somebody I don't know. Because I'm not trying to hear at the end of the day when y'all get into y'all bickerments. Oh, um, look, see your friend. Oh, he my friend now. <laughs> he my friend. Oh, she's my friend now. No, 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 no. I told y'all to say this has happened one too many times. Hell, this has happened twice in two years. This, this has happened to me. I'm not getting to these situations again. No, I'm good, fam. You're not going. You're not going to get me in these conversations. You sound, you sound extra, extra spicy on this topic. Oh like, yeah, this, nah, this, nah, is, this has happened repeatedly for this you. Has I see. Yes, it has well, happened. It, it's, I, word. It, it has happened to me. I've experienced it because I've done it myself. <laughs> And I made that experience. <laughs> it's happened to me because I've done it myself. Um, and after that, I was like, I'm not doing that no more. Because everybody want to be best friends, best friends. But then when shit hit the fan, then some people not your friend no more. And that's what I was talking about, about the network. Right. Because when when you bring friend groups together. Right. That's a network of people. And now if I, you know, cross that line with somebody and we're no longer going to speak in terms, that's a part of the network that's no longer speaking. Right. And, and now you've stunned your growth. Right. Because now you can't continue to go upward because you just lost the whole connection. You you never know what opportunities could have came from that. You said it earlier, like you, you sometimes could go into a blind and not know how valuable of a person you could be interacting with until later. And some people ruin that relationship before it even develops. I will say this, though. I've talked to girls and. I'll honestly say I didn't even end up dating them long term. But then they had friends that I became friends with and it was love. Like, honestly, actually one of my best friends, that's how we get, because I was interacting with a girl. We was cool. Then she had a friend um, and me and her, like off the strength, we was just back and forth, like, because we was like play fighting with each other because, you know, we talk trash to each other. Now, a lot of people didn't get that because that's how we are. That's when I knew that this person was going to be a best friend to me for a long term. She's actually on the podcast. Well, not say who, but, you know, that happens all the time. Like, but I don't I say it a lot. 
I don't want my friends to talk to each other because if shit hits the fan, first of all, I let me just clarify something. If one of my homeboys is like, yo, your friend is fine. Yo, I need to talk to her. I was like, yo, that is your, your preference partner. But I'm going to tell you right now, she probably ain't interested. I do it to cover my ass. Now, if she says she's interested, I'm not going to tell her. You're just going to have to figure that shit out on your own. But I would, I tell people at the end of the day, don't bring that shit to me. Don't bring that energy to me. I don't care. It's not my problem. I told y'all not to do it. Don't do it. Because if, cause if I hear about it, the first three minutes, your friend click. <laughs> Why you hung up? Because I don't want to hear this shit. I told you, you not to do it. And you said, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Now, if, now, if, the relationship works out well, I'm I'm happy to be wrong. And I say this all the time. I would rather be wrong than be right. That goes back to when you said networking. I actually had a group of friends that dated, not even hanging out anymore. Now, when I hang out with them, it got to be two separate, like... Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> you feel oh, what I'm saying? Oh, yo, like, bitch, yo bitch ass friend. Oh, oh your, your friend this, your friend that. Oh, so like, well, if I have a party or something, and if I and if I want to have like a private party, like let's say if I have a birthday party, I want all my friends to come and you date this person, you date this person. And it's like, nah, you don't want to show up. Nah, bro. Nah, fam. Y'all both going to show up. Be adults about it. It's for me. I don't give a fuck about y'all problems. This is for me. You feel what I'm saying? For me. I, ain't nice for that. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. And, and that's why I think, you know, being able to recognize that. And also, uh, one of the things that really helped me along the way is just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. There's so many times when like I could have crossed that line with somebody. But had I done that, the friendship that blossomed afterwards would have never took place. Of course. Right. And and you got to realize that early on. I, I'm a firm believer that men and women can be friends. But there's I was a, that too. there has to be a respect level there. Right. And there has to be a line that is known to both of y'all that like, all right, we're not going to cross this line. We can joke. We can play. We can grow. We can do whatever. But like the minute that line is crossed, it's no longer the same. We, we in a whole nother category now, a whole exactly. different situation. And that ruins the network but when that network is strong you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish with just having women as friends that you're not oh, trying yeah. to sleep oh, with because yeah. oh, you oh, know what yeah. it does it opens up another circle and that circle you can tap into but you can't get there until you you know start somewhere foundationally because no one is gonna go to bat for you harder than a woman that fucks with you Right. She go and put that word in her ear. Yo, this is my homie. You know, he's cool. Like we had we've been friends for years. I think you should blah, blah, blah. Like that's how that opens I keep up. Saying, I keep saying women are the perfect wingman. They don't, Every men time. don't understand that. That is that is key. If you have so if, if you have pretty friends, especially pretty female friends. Oh, they're going to help you 100 percent. It's simple. They pretty. They see other girls that's pretty. They know your type because you are their friend. You've been their friend for such a long time. They know you. So it's like, all right, I know what to look after. I know what not to look to go for. So it's it's simple. It's smooth. But uh, right back to the question, because we kind of got a little topic off with, topic. Okay. We My bad. Did got a, got a, it happens. But um, I think one of the things is, like you guys said, I love black women, all black women, shapes, colors, does not matter. I think that men don't appreciate that and they should. You don't, you don't have to like everybody to respect them. That's just how life is. You don't have to, I like to say this sometimes because it's true. Men look at Whoopi Goldberg and they disrespect her off the back. You don't have to think that she's the most beautiful woman in the world, but you don't have to respect who Whoopi Goldberg is as a black woman and the strides that she's made and the things that she's done. You don't, like you said before, you don't have to be physically attracted to a person to respect them. And I think that is a lot of black men's issues. Their first instinct is, oh, they're not pretty, so I don't give a damn. That, and that's, that's 
pretty fucked up when you look at it in that hindsight. You, you can't be like that. Because imagine if you was born and your mother wasn't really that pretty. What you gonna say then? Oh, my mother is beautiful. Nah, I think your mother ugly. But, but, she raised you to be a respectful person and I can respect her for that. And on top of that, she is a mother. She sacrificed to become a mother for you. So I will never disrespect your mother. You gotta look at things from that certain hindsight and people need to, I think black men especially, need to get out their they head out their ass and really truly start to appreciate women, not for what they can bring, but who they are in general. We also gotta stop the white, uh, the not white, I'm sorry, the, what is it, the, <laughs> The uh, dark skin versus the light skin. skin. We gotta ignore that. We gotta that's that's a hard that's a whole topic. But we we have to ignore the and we got we have to ignore the 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 entertainment of what we hear in music, and we have to ignore and that that goes back to what I said of. When women say stuff on social media, on TikTok, like he ain't got no money. We have to ignore that. My opinion is I love black women and I always love black women. Even if you're like, I'm sorry to say this, even if you're like a Candace Owens. If I was I know, just about to say Even if you're Candace like a Candace Owens, I won't entertain your opinion, but I still love you at the end of the day. I'm yeah, sure. it's, it's, that, that was stuff for me. I ain't going to even lie to you. I have a list of women. and Actually, not even a list of women. I have a list of people that I just... If you was on fire, I would not even think to, to piss on you to help you. But that's because of their, you know, their mindset. That's, that is only because it's personally who they are. It's not because you black. It's because of who you are. You just a trash person in general. So that's probably why. It's not, oh yeah, well, because you were black. No, I respect that you a black woman, but you still trash. And overall, I can't respect you because you're trash, personality-wise. As a woman, you still do a lot. You still sacrifice. You still do all this work. I can't knock you for that. You hustle. You work your ass off. I can't tell you nothing about that. Your views, how you are in real life, I, I can't, I can't do anything about that. And and even if like you, you gotta be realistic. And realistically, not everybody's gonna be like that. Not everybody. You're not gonna respect. I'm not. I respect your skin. I don't respect you, but I respect your skin. And I think that's the problem. A lot of people don't respect skin tones. They more so just say, fuck it. If I got to put my friend on blast, unfortunately, he gonna listen to it. I don't care. Light skin is the right skin. Like, nah, not fam. It's really not. It's all skin. I think uh, just to dive into that briefly, uh, really take the time to unpack what it is you're drawn to. I think a lot of times people fall victim to like in the surface of like, yo, I, yo, I'm an ass man. I like, I like chicks with fat ass. It's like, all right, but like, where does that really come from? You know, like, where's the origin of that? Or if it's a, a skin tone, like if you only are drawn to light skinned women, then like sit with yourself and really unpack that. Like, damn, was it because that's who I only got attention from? Or when I was a kid, is that all I saw? Or like, is it something rooted deeply where like, I don't like the color of my skin and I feel like I gotta be with somebody that's lighter than me so that hopefully I can have a lighter baby. Like, so they won't have to live how I grew. Like it, a lot of times this is way deeper than just the surface when somebody says something like that. And you have to sit with yourself to unpack what that is. Because it is is really uh, almost a cancerous idea to to think of people in that way and color, but 
as a, a skin tone, like we we are so many different shades. Like when you even go down to like South America, there's people down there that are darker than us that are Spanish. You know what I mean? When you go to uh, India, there's people that are darker than black people, but are Indian. So like skin is just a matter of, you know, who came together. Like exactly. when you go to the research, it's something like I think it's like 4000 people had to cross paths in order for you to be born. Like as a person, like that's just a crazy thought to me that 4,000 people had to interact in order for me to be here. And that's the way my skin tone came out. Like that's wild, right? So to focus on just one type of person is a, a wild way of thinking. I think that what you said was well, was shapes of form. Yeah, absolutely. because I, I yes, because you mentioned the skin with the light skin. I think that happens with women all the time, and women just don't want to say that. What's the one common thing that you hear about a woman who, who what they want in a man? No, what not money about? height. Oh yeah, for sure. Height, height, height. Like yo, height ain't always gonna do something. Like I, I have a cus- a little cousin who. His mother was short and his father, you know, God rest his soul, was what? Five, eight, five, nine. That boy like six, four, six, five. So like, I don't understand why people think for some time, oh yeah, it's genes. That's not always going to happen. Because you could have the tallest father in the world and, and you might be, you might be like five foot nothing. And guess what? Your kid is going to get your height. And then you're going to try to figure out why, what happened. It just happens that way. It's, genes don't always work out that way. That's not how genes work. You're going to get the facial features. You may get some of the, you know, mental state too. But you may not get the height. You may not get certain things. It's just not gonna, how the world works. You got to stop looking at things from a certain lens. I think that we all have that problem. Now, with... The ass thing. I think that men do it way worse than black women. Way worse. Because they just, it's a its a disrespectful thing. It, it gets to, oh, well, she ain't got shit. She, she got a flat ass. She ain't got this. She ain't got, it, it's a disrespect. And I think you don't have to get disrespectful with these black women. And I think that's what a lot of black men do. And, and we could say what we want to about stop pay, portraying, listening to things in the me, media. But guess what? Nowadays in 2022, that's our very first instinct. When you wake up, what's the first thing you're doing? On your phone. It's the first thing you're looking at. What you doing? Looking at YouTube, watching TikTok, on IG, watching Reels, things like that. This happens over and over again. And there's a common thing where men are disrespecting women and you look at that and you go, well, I could do the same thing. No, you got to be a person of your own, bro. And you got to be able to look at things and say, yo, this is not right by any means. You got to be able to say, fuck it. You know, I can do better than this because black women deserve so much better. Uh, That's all about growth. Yeah. It's, it's, It's definitely all about growth. And that goes to into a place where I would say you challenge yourself every month of how can I do this? How can I do that? Okay. So every time when I wake up, I'm going to challenge myself to not be on my phone or I can challenge myself of when I get up, I'm going to read a book. I'm going to do this. That's changing the topic, but that goes into change into place. I'm sorry about that. No, you're good, man. I I agree completely. I was just going to say that uh, in short, when I think about the difference between men and women as a whole, right? Women are more emotional creatures. They lead with emotion and men lead with logic. Right. And that's like the, the, the through line you can draw between both ways. What people forget is that you need both. Like huh? you are. Absolutely. It takes a man and a woman to make a person. Right. So as men, I feel like we're not in touch with our emotional intelligence. Right. We were never taught how to deal with feelings. We were never taught how to deal with emotions. If you go back to being a little kid, they give you a toy. You break the toy 
and you leave it and somebody comes and they clean up your mess and you don't ever have to worry about it. Right. And you keep repeating that cycle over and over. And you wonder, like, how can a man come into my life, fuck shit up and then just leave? Because he's been doing it since he was a kid. Right. Because nobody taught that little boy. Don't break it. This is how you fix it. This is how you repair it. Talk to us about your feelings. Why did you need to break this? Like what made you feel this way? And women have that type of knowledge internally. And that's what I feel a lot of men can start with. Yo, let me tap into the inside, right? Let me address my feelings of like, can I verbalize this? Can I can I say out loud how I feel without it being physical, without it being disrespectful, without it being violent, you know? And I think when you combine those lines of like, all right, logically, I need to tap into my emotions for women. Maybe I could be less emotional and try to understand more logic behind what is actually happening. And when you merge those two, that's when you, you find that middle ground. And that's where you can really start to build a foundation and just continue to grow from. That goes to and I would like to ask a question on this when, when uh, you said about emotional um, or, or women are emotional. Do you think that women see? Do you don't? Do you think women see facts? Because there, I, there was actually a guy that said we have to understand when we argue with women, they don't, they don't see facts. They don't see the logic behind that. I'm not going to say that women don't see facts. I just think that the emotion will often take precedent, right? Like if I'm emotionally invested into something, mm -hmm. fact or not, I feel the way that I feel mm -hmm. and I can't deny how I feel. So if I feel like you did me wrong, I don't care what the facts are. <laughs> you fucked up, right? And, and that's often what the case is. So that that's that's what happens when emotion takes place because you know, think about when you're mad, when you're angry, like you're not thinking straight. That's when you get into a state where I'm just going to do whatever I feel to not feel this way. And that's why you go to court like, yo, people be like, yo, I was insane. I, I killed this person, like whatever the case may be, because it's an emotional response. But with like, you know, I study the body. I study science, fam. Uh, when you are mad and you're angry at best, that's a 90 second feeling. Right. Just let that thing. It's, it's a minute and a half. After that minute and a half, I promise you, you can no longer feel that way. What happens, though, is people go back and they keep replaying that incident in that head. And it repeats over, over and over and over. So that, and 90, over. that 90 seconds goes to an hour. And if you yes. don't articulate that feeling, if you don't write it down, if you don't say it out loud, if you don't express it, it continues to grow. And it builds and it builds. And as men, we're not taught to express our emotions. So of it's, it's in, it's tight, it's held in. And then when it does come out, it's an explosion. And that's when violence takes left, place. That's when things go left, you know? And that goes to a point where we was taught in a young age that we had to man up. Exactly. That's, that's another subject. We're getting off topic. Sure. We're getting off subject, but that's, a, that's definitely another discussion for another yeah. day. But to pretty much sum it all up, I do think that black men just have to see things. They have to see that and take, see that, yo, you got to be more responsible for the things that you're saying. Because this impacts everybody. This impacts the women that you try to date. This also impacts the children you may have, because if you have a daughter and you have a black daughter, guess what, bro? This is going to impact her because this is what your views were. So if that's your views, how you think she's going to take it in the long run? These are th and if you have a son, he's going to think this is OK. You can't let that happen. You got to be you got to be that change. And I think black men, we have to take more accountability of this. We have to look at it and say these black women have sacrificed so much for us day in, day out, night in, night out. They can say what we want to, but at the end of the day, we are going to appreciate them because they sacrificed for us since day one. They have a reason to be frustrated. And the reason they're frustrated is because we're not showing that we can, we appreciate them. So at the end of the day, we just got to do better. With that being said, amen. Uh, amen. <laughs> amen. Nah, amen to that. And, and briefly, can I can I also say uh, that in all in all seriousness, we really gotta stop with the um, the most popular thing is go 
it, it separate each other by, oh, men, men, you know, I don't really deal with them because of this, that, or woman. The reason why I don't really deal with them. I feel like we are the only color in this world, or you could say United States, whatever, that is very popular of going against each other argumentally. And that, I'm sorry, we're very argumentative about things. Absolutely. And we have to stop that. Of course. Period. Oh, yeah. You don't see, uh, I'm sorry, you you don't see Indian takeout, white takeout, and all that media stuff. And then, uh, I'm I'm sorry, like, I just had to say that. Or you don't. No, no. You don't see other race and other, you know. Uh, cultures disrespect each other, the disrespect way, the each way other, each other black, everything. We gotta stop that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just had to oh, put no. that out the I, table. Oh, amen, amen to that, brother. Yeah, all right. So, my black kings, where can we follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, Diamond Cash Rich, Facebook, Diamond Cash. TikTok, Diamond Cash, Rich. I also have a clothing line and a podcast. My business name is DC Incentives Number Four. You can find me at KRJones underscore on uh, Instagram, Twitter as well. I'm vaguely on there, but uh, I also am on the Off the Strength podcast. You can find that on any digital streaming platform. All right. All right. Well, with that said, I'd like to thank you, gentlemen. Um, this has been a great episode. I'm really excited about this episode. I feel like it definitely needed to be said. Um, with that being said, I am Mr. Gary, and this is the Bacon and Cheese Experience. Um, follow us on all platforms, YouTube, IG. Uh, we do have a Spotify where this episode will be coming out, as well as Apple Podcasts. Uh, more episodes be on the lookout for that follow these kings uh <laughs> it's very essential you get to see so many things you want to learn more about wellness you know i've known this man for years and i'll tell you one thing if you want to know something about wellness he got you i just met this man recently so. he is amazing um learning more things about him um, he's a videographer. Please support him whenever you can. Um, and yeah, just be out the lookout. This is the Bacon Egg and Cheese Experience.